here it comes. It's a lot. Live from New York, it's the show that has zero trumpeters in the house today. It's <laughs> first things first off, today. Why one NFL thing. executive thinks the 49ers lost was the point of no return for Dak Prescott. Meanwhile, Chet gets headbutted and flexed on. That was ball. A brand new episode of Weird and Wonderful. Oh, can't wait. And finally, making the show ooh, open. it's a segment so icy you don't have to like me. The slipperiest segment in all of sports. It's Mahomes Mountain alongside. I can't wait to see the changes. Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. There should be a lot of changes. A lot of changes. That's right. New change at the top. Multiple nah, changes. He says that in what do you mean? You're like, new change at the oh, well, last week, Caleb was at the top. Caleb just had the first mediocre game of his entire yeah, football did. life dating back they to were lucky. So there is a change at the top. You didn't Actually. scout all those games. Oh, really? I'm sorry that I work harder than you. <laughs> <laughs> we start with fallout in Dallas. Now, even though the Cowboys folded like a, quote, piece of loose leaf paper. <laughs> it's the truth. Jerry Jones expressed facts. confidence in his quarterback. Take a listen. Let me be very affirmative. I completely uh, believe that we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl, and uh, uh, that's uh, that, that's the way that's going to be. Okay, other executives, not so sure. Mike Sando of The Athletic writing, hard to pay Dak after tonight, one NFL exec surmised. <laughs> Nick, did this game make you question Dak's future in Dallas? This game, if it is a precursor to a disappointing season, his future has to be in question. Mm. If Dallas falls flat this year, it's time to shake every tree and look at every possible option because there is no reason to believe that next year with Dak Prescott's cap hit skyrocketing, having to pay Micah Parsons, CD getting more expensive, all those things, that the team will be better. They will be more expensive, but not better. And there are two clear paths to Super Bowl contention in the modern NFL. You know what? I'll, I'll, let me say three, actually. One is, the last decade, 20 teams have made the Super Bowl, 10 Super Bowls, obviously. Nine of them have had quarterbacks on the rookie pay scale. Wow. Seattle's done it twice. Kansas City did it twice. Philly did it twice. Carolina did it with Cam. The Rams did it with Goff. And Cincinnati did it with mm. Burrow. The other 11 teams, five times Tom Brady, twice Peyton Manning, once Patrick Mahomes, once he'd been paid. And then you had Jimmy Garoppolo, you had Matt Stafford, and you had one other I'm forgetting. Oh, Matt Ryan. That last group is kind of the hope for Dallas. The sol the Stafford-Ryan, solid yep. quarterback who has a career year. If he doesn't do it this year, then you have to then ask yourself, should we go the route Philly is gone, San Francisco is attempting to go, which is cheap quarterback, superstar roster. And for D the Dallas Cowboys, as I said this offseason, and you were like, no, we shouldn't talk about that. That's two years down the road. And I said, it's going to be important, Kevin Wilds. Yeah, it's true. Uh, they have a major decision to make with Dak this offseason yep. because they can't franchise tag him ever again because he'll only have a year left because next year's cap hits almost $60 million. So it's going to be either extend him and tie yourself to him at a very high number for the, re you know what I mean, for the rest of the prime of his career or make a move. So I still believe the Cowboys can do serious damage this season. As a wise man once said, serious damage? Well, I think they're an yeah, NFC. You notice how he couched that. Here's what I think. Getting to the NFC title no, game is not serious damage for an S-Bob team. Listen, well, you know, it's so funny you say that because I don't think they're an S-Bob team, but I do think they are an NFC CGOB team. Oh, my God. NFC championship game or bust. That's, That's what I said. It rolls off the They are an S-Bob team, period. Michael Parsons, Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones will not be pleased. I know they won't be pleased. I know they won't be pleased, but. This is the point I'm making, and I think you will agree. If the Cowboys make the NFC title game, which would almost assuredly mean in the playoffs, they either be San Francisco or Philly, and then lose to the other team in the NFC title game, I don't think that's them. They're going to be like, okay, we're done with Dak. That's true. If, if they get there, I don't think they're firing the coach or moving on from Dak. If they don't, 
one or both of those two things is happening, and I think you would have serious conversations mm. about moving on. Yeah, McCarthy could definitely be gone. But, look, they're not going to get to – I think they have to get to the Super Bowl. I agree if they get to the NFC title game, they anybody. might not yeah. get rid of Dak. But if they get to the NFC title game, what's the optimism for next year we're going to be better? If San Francisco beats them again in the NFC championship game or Philadelphia beats them – then I think there's still skepticism about how far Dak can take you. And look, here's the problem, Nick. They're not going to – I know you thought at the beginning of the year they're going to have the number one seed. It's possible still, but it's not likely. All right? Obviously, San Francisco looks like they could have the number one seed. But Philadelphia is undefeated. Now, they play them twice, so they get a chance. But they're not better than Philadelphia. Maybe they'll split, but they don't – I mean, and then that's not even to mention Detroit. All right, so if they don't get the number one seed and have home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, then look at Dak on the road on the, in the last two years. 18 touchdowns, 14 turnovers, oh, passer ratings right, pretty low, road well. records four That's and six. So my point is, is that getting you to the Super Bowl, the road column? I would say no. No. All right, so I agree. Look. Here's the only thing I disagree with what you said as far as Dak's future in Dallas. The NFC seed. Where are you going? Where you, what quarterback are you getting? I think like, I, Dallas has been, you know, searching for a, a decent quarterback for years during this three-decade run of not getting to the NFC title would game. would be drafting a quarterback. Yeah, but there's no the guarantee scale. you're going to draft a good no, quarterback. No, of course there's no guarantee. There's and no so guarantee I, in any I would of rather, it. I but would rather, if I have Dak Prescott, like this isn't great being winning 12 games every year and getting beaten the second round of the playoffs, but you know what is better than? Being 8-8 eight and eight every year yeah. and not relevant. No, and I understand. But, so but that, that's the thing. You, Tell me who you're getting that's going to be better than Dak well, no, Prescott I, before we get rid of him. I am talking about you rolling the dice and drafting. And by the way, I don't. if you have a great roster – I don't think you have to draft a star quarterback. Jared Goff was not, with the Rams, a star. Wentz well, got hurt and, and, and uh, Foles comes in. Yeah. We, have seen, uh, we have seen guys who were not yet their fully formed versions of themselves who on their rookie deals took teams to the Super Bowl. Wentz was I think playing we like are, an MVP. We, right now, hold on, right now people believe, I don't want to start a Brock Purdy argument, but Brock Purdy is not, I don't think, considered by most a star quarterback at the moment. And people believe his team can make the Super Bowl because they have all this talent around yeah, him. Because he's making $900,000 a year. And so, and so that's, that would be, you would be certainly opening up the, a, a far lower floor, but mm-hmm. maybe a higher ceiling. Again, that is it. I don't even the think Cowboys, Jerry does that, though. He loves Dak. He drafted Dak. Well, he, you know, he, he loves someone until you know, they break your heart enough I, I, I get it, because I don't think he's getting oh, you there. That was personal, huh? <laughs> what, was that, what was that one about? <laughs> Where did we go there? Uh, okay, remember I told you that story about when, I, when Jason Momoa was in the store with me, you uh, tell a lot of stories. You yeah, remember that one? How you saw Jason Momoa and you. Yeah, I was in. The, I was in man. the Ralph Lauren uh, Soho store, Ralph and I'm a handsome Lauren guy. I'm Soho. like debonair, to be honest yeah. with you. And Jason Momoa <laughs> came up behind me, and I felt just like a little cup of milk. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I felt like a total fool. Maybe Dak is not bad. He it just ran into the 49ers. Well, that's what's prompting this whole thing. Like, he'll never get over past the 49ers. Maybe it's because the 49ers defense is so good. This is what the 49ers defense has done to everybody. Now, granted, you can tell me that Dak is better than all those guys. Matthew Stafford in his Super Bowl ring would probably disagree. But the 49ers are just... Joshua Dobbs, man. Joshua Dobbs is good. When Tyler comes back, there's going to be an awkward conversation. (laughs) Uh, And here's the 49ers defense this season. So there just might be a case where it's like, man, we can't beat these guys. I don't care. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you can't beat them. It's just the way it is. But the problem... Okay, but the problem is with your analogy is the... If you had to, if the, the if you said Ralph Lauren Soho, if yeah, they were like, we're RL only going nice. to serve the handsomest man here, and he was there every day, you'd have to pick a new store. Yeah. If the, you have to go through the Niners, right. and if Dak proves by the end of this year he can't do it, then you have to change things up. Nobody can do it though. Somebody's listen. This is the overreaction stuff. 
They might lose this week. Somebody's going to do it. The Chiefs did it last year, oh. hung 40 on them. Okay. That's not a Brock Purdy, Jimmy G thing. That's a hung 40 on that defense That's Patrick thing. Mahomes. I, I understand. And so if you can't get and Patrick Mahomes. And they weren't Mahomes, as good last year either, as good as they were. The Niners' defense might have been. The defense might have yeah. been. The, and so you, you've got – my point is, if you are – I don't think they're an SBOB team, but call it that. If you are on that periphery, and you sit and a year where seemingly now maybe someone will say the Diggs injury changed things so dramatically. I don't think that's the case. Where things are, for all intents and purposes, as expected, and you end up falling way short, then you must shake the snow globe in a dramatic manner. And to me, that would be looking at what you could get back for. I know Dak has a no trade, but if he would waive it, what you could get back for, for, for him in a trade and what the quarterback class looks like right, and what is a deep quarterback class but you the only one it's a you're fa- fairly certain Caleb. of is Caleb of, and That's you're not going to get killed because every course. year it's like <laughs> but you weren't certain about Dak Dak was a fourth rounder they wanted Pat no I know we're not certain and now yeah. we're having this conversation like, we're still not certain yeah. Dak, the best quarterback in Texas? Dun, dun, dun. Well, not sure. <laughs> not sure. Check no, in on Michael Parsons. I'm liking my man, CJ Stroud. Glass half full. Optimistic about the Cowboys in their performance despite the 32-point loss, if you feel optimistic. Glass he half empty. Optimistic. In total and absolute denial. <laughs> if you look at the game and we talk about the Cowboys and who we want to be and how great we want to be, uh, it it just wasn't there all around in all phases of the game. And it was like, I feel like almost we weren't put in position to succeed in some instances. So my hat's off to Kyle Shanahan and how he prepared. Um, I definitely think he was prepared for us. And uh, I don't think that, you know, we were positioned, we were put in a position to be prepared for what they have. This is absolutely why I said two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, that Micah Parsons should not have a podcast. And it's nothing against him. It is he's 24 years old. He's young. He hasn't won anything like a Draymond Green. Who's If Draymond says this, it's no big deal because he's Draymond Green. He's a veteran. He's won championships. The Kelsey brothers, they've won championships. They're veterans. They've been through some things. Micah is being honest, and that's, that's just some of it. He also said it started with the preparation. <laughs> they out-schemed us. That's just the truth of it. They were prepared for everything we were in. I mean, and then you heard the hats off. I mean, he, I don't think he's trying to call out his head coach. But he is. But that is exactly what he is doing. He's being honest. He's being truthful. But guess who doesn't need to hear that? The public, okay? <laughs> you can meet with your coaches privately. I, coach, man, we, we weren't ready for what they – that's fine. But to say this publicly, that, that's the Cowboys culture that I'm always jumping on that Jerry Jones has created because okay. he's going to talk tomorrow okay. and say that, some nonsense okay. or tonight. Jerry and already, now his best player Jerry the already talked today. Yeah, now maybe and, and he probably also will some talk nonsense. tomorrow. I, all right. A lot of what Bruce said, unfortunately, is true. Mm. Is that, and this is the, the, I said it last time, I, it's less to me of an issue of it being a podcast and more of it being a solo endeavor and him not having someone there. I don't want to sound patronizing because, again, Micah Parsons is a far better – he is far better at podcasting than I would be at playing football. So I, so he can, he can dabble it's in both It's a great podcast. It, yes. But, but what's a great podcast isn't necessarily great for the locker room. And, and also it is – there are just things when you just have an open mic and it's 40 minutes to talk – you know what spills out? Honesty. Yes. And unfortunately, that is that does create a great podcast. It's not necessarily the best for what the the messaging the Cowboys want to get out. Now, what I do want to say, because there does seem to be almost a fatalistic nature about where the Cowboys are right now, that the last three Super Bowl champions, champions, now I don't think Cowboys win the Super Bowl, but follow me down this road, okay. all now shared something with the Cowboys. They had a team in their conference that seemingly owned them until they didn't. And we can show it to you right here. The Chiefs had lost three straight to the Bengals till playing them in the playoffs and beating them. 
The Rams had lost six straight to the Niners. The Rams until- is a little different, though. Why? Because they brought in Matt Stafford. He oh, wasn't the quarterback for all no, six and of the Bucks. Losses. No, but he, was, he was for two. And same with the Bucs. No, but, but hold on. But the Rams and the Saints swept those teams in the regular season. So you can find. How many call, of them were blowouts? Call it. That well, one, the, that the, one, the, Brady, the Saints yeah. beat them 35 Saints to 3. Really and so. But Brady the, was new. The, yeah. Okay, well, all right. If we want to parse it to where I it is. It well, I mean, they wear, they wear I, different jerseys. They're as very well, much. Drew, they're very. But the, which team got beat 42 to 10? Okay, but, but Brew, but in that, by that. Methodology, we could say the Cowboys, the Niners are a drastically different team because they they had Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback for one of those games. The point that I am making is the last three Super Bowl champs had a team in their conference who had beaten them that year and beaten them in years prior yeah. and was on a decent length winning streak against them. And then they played in the playoffs and the team that hadn't gotten over finally got over. So this idea that the Cowboys' only path forward is going to be if Philly beats San Francisco and then Dallas beats Philly. I reject that. Yeah. But I I also think one of the things working against Dallas is if they play again, Shanahan will have the Niners better prepared than McCarthy yeah. will. Shanahan is better at schematics than McCarthy yeah. is. All of that. Graphic, any? What? I mean, the graphic had, like, if you have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Well, right. Matt Stafford. Or Stafford. Wait, wait a second. Thank you. Matt Aaron Stafford. Donald and that team was cool. Wait, hold on a second. No, it's wait, the truth, no, I, Wait, I, This is a pick. I get it. Bro, what was, hold on. Before Matt Stafford went on that play, before he beat the Niners in that playoff oh, Stafford was what somewhat was, lucky. I mean, because no, if the, if the also, interception isn't dropped, they lose that And what that was game. his playoff resume? Non-existent. No, not existent. Worse than Dax is right now. And you but say they have Aaron Donald. He, has... he he looked like a better individual quarterback. Okay. Well, they that's... also added Von. Right. They added Von Miller and Odell Beckham o- OBJ. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the players. take is like, hey, go. You have to go out and get two superstar players. Sure. Or, or maybe the take is that in this league, you only own a team until you don't, and that you don't always see that coming. People said the Saints were the worst possible matchup for the Bucks that year. We were on the air together yeah, talking but they, about it. But the Bucks beat – first, again, Tom Brady was new, and they got – they changed midway through that season the, when they started incorporating more of his – Yes, things part. can change over Dak the course Prescott's of the year. Dak Prescott's not close to Tom Brady. We I'm all not, know that. No, but, is, but he is to Matt Stafford. By any estimation, That's he fair. absolutely is to Matt Stafford. All right, more Whatever from helps you sleep Parsons' uh, podcast. Um, George Kittle revealed a shirt on his Instagram. Woo! Which, to be polite, I read as disrespectful to Dallas. <laughs> well, Micah didn't like this either. And then get this. So now we get Micah's response and Debo's response to Micah's response to Kittle's T-shirt. It's a lot. What? Take a listen. And you know, Kittle's my guy. But I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. Um, we got something for that. Just, just trust. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. Laugh now, cry later. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. Um you going to make it personal? We can make it personal. It was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Because he knows they could have put 50-plus on him. They called off the dogs. All right, we all know that. And I like that. Look, I love Micah. But Debo, did Micah not think it was personal? Because San Francisco's like, <laughs> we, we got a problem with y'all. And they showed it on the field. And the fact that Kittle wore that shirt well, shows you how he was not scared at all. Can I jump in on that point? Wilds, what do people call you? Miss, oh, me. You. What are you? The, are you the National governor? Treasure, <laughs> the mayor of fair. There you go. The mayor of fair. <laughs> National Hanson. treasure is what, they, what you call yourself in the comments. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Can I borrow that hat for a moment, the mayor of fair? Of course. All right. Let's be fair here, Brew. If, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Cowboys had won that game. Just wait, wait a moment, Brew. Just yeah, follow I got to hear this. Okay. Be- and Micah Parsons had, after a big play, shown a t-shirt that said F San Francisco. It'd be a lot. You would come on here and say they're a silly team. That's why they're hard to trust. That is silly. That is even when they're winning, you okay. can't tr- you wouldn't call them silly if he had a 
T-shirt on under his jersey, but a pre-play celebration that is profanity. That's gangster. Oh, oh, all right, see, really? That I mean, is seriously. such a And here's standard. the other thing: if you want to be the such no, a double the standard, ma- yes, it's a double standard because the Cowboys have a three-decade-long history of being silly under the leadership of Jerry well, Jones. What's the Niners' massive success oh, no, since '95? It's not about just success; it's about your owner constantly running his but, mouth oh my gosh. and saying stupid okay. stuff. That's what it's about. That's why I say they're silly. So, it's not about everybody's judged by the same standard. Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, when he played, was judged by a different standard than Kobe Bryant yeah, when you acted course. up because of his history. Yes. So, the Cowboys with Jerry Jones have a history of doing this ridiculous Wait, stuff, talking- and the Niners don't. Hold on. It's as simple as that. You are talking about a history that literally started, by your own definition, before Micah Parsons was born. So the right, idea- but it's the culture under that owner. I hear from the owner every week. So what other owner in sports speaks every week? So because of that, it, the Niners wear the Niners wearing a, a pre a pre planned celebration yeah. T shirt is the sign of what a good culture and the yeah. Cowboys. That's a good. It's a sign that we know we own y'all. Okay. We're not terrified. I, We're not scared of y'all at the in the least bit. And Debo saying it's been personal, bruh. Mike is like, oh, this is personal. Wow, I didn't know. You should have known. Uh, well, that part, you I, I, known. I, the, 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 it was gotta, personal part. I agree with you on. I think if the Cowboys had that T-shirt, you would be roasting them. It no, would be no, part no. of the F not game. Not if they right. followed it with a forty-two I mean, to ten Kittle win. Kittle had three touchdowns too. We could have stopped. Them. <laughs> I didn't want to see the T-shirt. That's what uh, I'm Bill Belichick on the hot seat next on FS1 and Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Tune in. It's excellent. Welcome back to. Oh, this is not a great show. You might, <laughs> if you want to turn the channel, go ahead. <laughs> no. Well, I'm just saying, I'll take the ratings hit. Pass. Mac Jones has gone from hitting the gritty in the Pro Bowl to just okay to pretty bad to bench in two consecutive games. Belichick, meanwhile, followed up the worst loss of his career with the second worst loss of his career. I, you know, improvement. Uh, worst loss in Foxborough since 1972. Mm. Here's Mac and Bill on the path forward. We just didn't have the answers to the test yesterday, and uh, you just got to move forward in this league. That's what it is. You, you can't look back. Uh, you got to move forward. And I'm not happy with anything nobody is. And um, it starts with me as the quarterback. Why are you the right person to restart this organization with right now? Yeah, well, I'm going to do the best I can to help our football team. That's my job. Well, I don't even know if we need to run those quotes. <laughs> I really don't. They're, 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 they're just, it's just, what's your they're favorite terrible. sandwich? That's it's just like, I'm the best guy. Uh, all right. So the question that the producers wrote that I tried to fight, more at fault, Mac or Bill? It, I mean, it's obviously the quarterback. Wow. And what I am really frustrated with, Coach, is this revisionist history we're doing on the entire Belichick Oh, see, I agree with this. The, the idea that, like, well, you look at his record with and without Tom. Totally agree. Our, guys, we watched those seasons. We The first Super Bowl, Tom Brady was not Tom Brady. He, In fact, you guys won the AFC title game. Tom Brady got hurt in that game. Bledsoe had to come in. How many t- offensive touchdowns did you score that entire playoff run? The last Super Bowl, you guys played the second best offense in the league that year in the Super Bowl. Correct. And held him to three points. That wasn't 30 years ago. That was five years ago. It was a defensive masterpiece. So this idea that he was just riding Brady's coattails the whole time is nonsense. Now, has Belichick done a good job building the roster? I would argue no. Has his situational coaching this year been good? I would argue no. But could anyone make any type of case right now that Bill Belichick is the worst coach in the NFL? No. Could you make a case Mac Jones is the worst quarterback? Sorry, Wilds, you part, absolutely they're, they're could. Part and parcel. What That's do you mean? the problem. You can't say that if the guy who is working underneath this great coach, if he's terrible, it's a reflection on the coach. Okay, well, let's put it this way. Because I know you think Andy Reid is the best coach in the league and Mahomes is the best quarterback. I think they're both very good. If you could pick good. one, who improves the Patriots more? If you got Andy Reid paired up with Mac, I'm not answering. Or That's if not. you kept Belichick and put Mahomes there. I'm no. Not. If, it, if it's part and parcel, but you can if only you, get one, which no. one would you rather have? It, it would be Mahomes. Of course. It, look, this, this, to to me, question. just as strongly as you feel that it's um, Mac Jones, I feel it's Belichick. I'm sorry. What he did last year by bringing in a defensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator, that would be a bad idea if Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes was your quarterback. To do it to a second-year quarterback – 
that that I can't. I don't think you can overstate how bad that was. I don't think he just stunted Mac gro- Mac Jones's growth. I think he reversed it. When you bring in somebody who doesn't know what they're doing on that side of the ball to be the OC. And then I don't think he gave him weapons. I don't, Brady didn't look that great his last year in New England. Why? Because at that point of his career, he needed weapons. He couldn't, so he went to Tampa Bay, got weapons, and they won the Super Bowl. Belichick has not put the weapons around Mac Jones, where they're skilled position players, and now they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And I do think, look, look I will, you cannot, in your right mind, take anything away from Belichick and what he's accomplished. You just got to give him the credit. But the fact that he is made the playoffs two out of ten years without Brady, the fact that he's 80 and 92 without Brady, that does make you wonder. Like His defense is awesome. He is a great defensive mind. But it does make you wonder as a head coach, because we've seen great coordinators who didn't weren't great head coaches. As a head coach, he hasn't done very much without Tom Brady. So that's why I think people question him. Okay, look, th- there's layers to this, and we'd probably need like two hours with the show to talk about all, all the different things. But here's what I'll say about Bill is, and, and any great coach, if you don't have a really good quarterback, it's hard to win. Everything has to go just right mm-hmm. in order for you to win. And, and what Bill did with, with Tom is he maximized Tom's greatness. And there's a lot of great quarterbacks over time that have won one Super Bowl, maybe two Super Bowls. He was able to maximize his greatness, and they were great together, and he did what he did. But, there, but to, to win consistently without good quarterback play, it doesn't matter who the coach is, how good they are. And they, we, we're seeing great coaches all the time. When, when, the, when the star leaves, they're suddenly looking pretty average, okay? So that's one part to it. Now, the experiment last year, I don't think it was – I don't mind the experiment that he had last year, and those guys did have some offensive experience, and there's a lot of young offensive coaches that are inexperienced as play callers that get into that role. I, I don't mind him taking that chance. But I will say that he has absolute decision-making power there. He has absolute control over every aspect of it. So personnel, who the quarterback is, who the coordinator is, what the game plan is. So he does have the accountability for how this performance is right now. Do I think that he is is suddenly a, a bad coach? No, not at all. Do I think someone could come in New England and do a much better job? No, not necessarily with the way it's grouped currently. Do I think there could be some better personnel help for yeah. him that's where I think maybe the blind spot and it's not really a blind spot in, in free agency it's more of a, it's more of a struggle in the draft and especially certain positions all right so coach there's a lot of like change out Mac Jones talk here but there's so many things broken with this team I don't think changing out Mac Jones will solve anything like we know where the wardrobe room is it's like three flights up yeah, yeah. if I fell all the way down the stairs here and I had just every bone in my body broken and not functioning i wouldn't look in the mirror and be like i need a new shirt like no it's not it it's <laughs> we have we have a lot of problems the defense judon and gonzalez are hurt so they're not coming back so the defense is not stopping anybody our special teams are bad the offensive line is bad mac jones is not playing well we don't have the greatest weapons in the world and then the final island that we could like plant a flag on we can run the ball no like can't. we can't run the ball either Coach, this is yards per rush. It's gone lower and lower. Now we're 29th in the league at running the ball. Like, and if you don't get this started, nothing else can start. And, and this has been a problem since the preseason. I remember a time Bill Parcells was talking to my brother-in-law, who was an executive in baseball, and my brother-in-law was telling him about all the things that were wrong. And Bill Parcells said, you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your problems. So they've got a bunch of problems. Yeah. Just like a lot of teams in the NFL have a bunch of problems. So the only thing they do is go figure out a way to be a lot more competitive than they have in the last two games. Because this is a performance-based business. Bill's been the king of you perform, and when you don't perform, you leave. So the question is, is, at what point will Mr. Kraft apply the same criteria to Bill and, that Bill's been applying to great players throughout And years. that, to me, is a totally fair question. But the point that I think is hard for my dear friend Kevin Wilds to acknowledge yeah, is do you know what the first thing a new coach would do? Get in the market for a quarterback. Okay, go there is, there, there is, Caleb Williams, there is, If Caleb fair. Williams played behind this offensive line you, and with this group of pass catchers, I, you think he's going to – Wilds, how many drives since you guys scored a touchdown? 
Statistics would tell you 34, but we also scored three touchdowns for the other team. All right, so in the last 34 drives, in the last 34 drives, your offense has scored zero touchdowns, three for the other and team. your quarterback has given the other team three touchdowns. Yeah. What I'm saying is maybe Belichick needs to go, maybe he doesn't. It is without question universally accepted, except for seemingly by you, that the quarterback must also go. And may, might maybe in a week and a half. No. Well, okay. Quarterback needs Bailey, confidence. Bailey Zappi came in. It wasn't like he know. lit it up. No, right. no. Well, they, they no. don't There's have no the answer on the right roster. No. There's no it's answer. to be confident, Mac Jones. Put your chest out. Put your helmet he on. confidently gives the ball to the other team. Well, that's we're halfway there. Thin line between love and hate. <laughs> uh, Raiders, controversial play. Next. Monday Night Football, tie game in the third when Jordan Love finds Christian Watson for 77-yard completion before Marcus Peters stops the touchdown via horse-collar tackle, which is against the rules, but it prevents the touchdown. It ends up only being a three-yard penalty. Here's Josh McDaniels after the game. Talk to Marcus. It's the right penalty. You know, um, you know that that's a really smart play in a critical time in the game. And you know, if it's the first quarter in the middle of the field, you don't want a horse collar. You know, but if you're saving a touchdown on a long play like that, you at least give yourself a chance to play a few more downs, which he did. Okay, <clears throat> Coach, no, it's not a really smart play. It's a dangerous play that is on the verge of being not outlawed, but is a serious. Penalty. They got three yards of prevented a tackle. I don't know what the answer is. It's either you do oh, no say it because you tweeted it and then it became all the rage. I don't want automatic. I don't want an automatic touchdown. But put it at the one inch line and you can Jalen hurts it in and probably an ejection. You but cannot have. You cannot be. Is a, is a good one. You cannot be incentivized to have one of the most dangerous plays in football and have the coach be like, you know what? Smart play. So, just to clarify, it is in the rule book that a palpably unfair act, the refs can just award a touchdown. It's never, but that's if the coach It's comes never out and utilized, and exactly right. It's really in case there's a Woody Hayes moment. Yes. Where, like, somebody's running for a touchdown and right. somebody comes off the bench. Wilds made the point, and then my pal Florio on Pro Football Talk echoed it. I'm not saying he stole your idea. Just, you know, great minds. Well, his and yours. Um, and... Said, should they have awarded a touchdown? I think it. I think that is trusting the refs too much. And I, as far as and now, we can just award touchdowns. Where do you fall, coach? I I agree with Josh. Was, really? Look look what what happened. So what what was what was the result of that? Did they score a touchdown? Oh, they no. won. They, I they mean, helped them win. Right. What did the Raiders win by? Three, yeah. four, four. Okay, yeah, so they four. didn't score a touchdown, and and that's the difference in the game. And the difference in the game. Is could be significant to the Raiders in terms of the know, difference. But their, that's their why it season. shouldn't be allowed. I, I agree with you in that if it's a pass interference or you know some other play. But this is the reason it was outlawed in 2005 because in 2004, four players had suffered broken legs from being horse collar, including T.O. Yeah. Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb. And so, like this is thankfully nobody was hurt. But I get what Josh is saying in a football sense. But I think he should have been like, look, it worked out in that way. But we don't, you know, we don't ever want to horse collar. Because you, if, if Christian Watson had broken his leg or something like that, that's why it's outlawed. So that's where I disagree with Josh. It's incentivized to do it. The yeah, you, can, you can't let him. But what, what would you tell him to do? Let him score? Well, he's, it looked like they might have been able to get I, to but, him. But I'm just saying, you're going to get up in front of the room and say, okay, in that situation, let him score. No, well, while, I think what Wilds is saying is if it was on the books that if you do that, it is a touchdown, you wouldn't have to get up in the room and say let him score. You'd just get up in the room and say you got to bring him down, but it can't be that and way. You gotta, then you got to be ejected. Or, yeah, you got to go. Should be. You got you got to go. Well, the rule is dangerous. Dangerous. I don't I think, like this. Rule. I don't think he blatantly. I, I don't think this was a blatant dirty. I, I don't play. think no. he did it. He was trying yeah, to make the tackle. He happened to get that part. He, now, if he'd gotten just the shirt itself and pulled him down, would that have I'll been just grab the face mask and throw him? Uh, but, well, but that's. I mean, listen. But, but it's, it's one of those things where you could say that with a face mask. And the actual dangerous thing in yesterday was Josh McDaniel kicking that field goal with two minutes left. Coach, I've tried to be nicer to coaches because of our relationship, but you're so mean to me these days. I've changed my mind. Josh McDaniels kicking that field goal on fourth and one when a first down. Fourth and two. Fourth and one is what it was listed. Call fourth and two. (laughs) Whatever it is, it is a first. Here are your choice. You can kick a 53-yard field goal to maybe win or gain a yard and a half to definitely win, and he chose door A and was rewarded for it. It was far and away 
The worst coaching decision oh, anyone's well, made in NFL this no, year. No, Brandon Staley's made. But he got that locked up. Here's where the, it, this was delivered. so much worse. No way. No way. To, to add to the next point, they did just have a field goal blocked. It was there, so. Too. That was 53 It was yards, almost as bad as first of all. Like maybe go Drew. for the maybe go for the Drew, first down. Fourth and one ends the game. From your own 24. I'm talking about the, the, Brandon Staley. You just you hate Brandon Staley. No, I hate stupid decisions. I know, but we didn't have Brandon Staley in the rundown. Yeah, you just want to bang on Brandon Staley. Yeah, because that's the worst coaching decision. He's done this several times. Remember. Like, oh, yeah, he's just twice. Yeah, he's just twice. He's just twice. He's just twice. He's in uh, 12 short minutes. Well, it's the iciest segment in all of sports. It's Mahomes Valley. It is. Can't wait. It's going to be excellent. Uh, welcome back to the show. Some of the brightest stars in sports. LeBron, AD, Draymond, Jalen Hurts, and Patriot great Matthew Judon. Get well soon are all part of the Clutch Sports universe. universe. Joining us today with his new book, Lucky Me is the CEO and founder of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul. Rich, welcome. I Thank read you. the book last That's night. Great. I loved it, and I was trying to tell someone about it. Like, what's it about? And I kept on failing in a way to tell it. So I just <laughs> wrote down everything that I think the book is, and then you can tell me what you think the book is. So I said, it's a personal memoir about, it's a book about a father's wisdom, the Grips of Addiction, it's about structural racism, it's about unconditional love, it's a business book, it's an advice book, it's about dressing for success, it's brimming with confidence and vulnerability, it's sad and it's uplifting. So that was my succinct way of describing the book. So How would you describe it? <laughs> well, I tried my best. I no, thought it was excellent. I, I would, the thing I would add to that, I would say, it's, my, it's a gift from me to everyone who can read a chapter, read a sentence, uh, read multiple chapters and share the experiences I had and align them with themselves. I think um, this book gives you direction, it gives you motivation, it gives you insight, um, it encourages you to keep, continue to keep pushing. So when I, when I came to the conclusion that I was gonna write the book, along with Jesse Washington, I didn't want this to be a look what I did type of thing. And I don't wanna give too much of the book away, but it's totally different than what people would expect it to be, for sure. Rich, you know, you talk, and I've known you for years and, and done stories on you, and you talked about hustling in Cleveland, you know, yeah. shooting dice, things like that. What did you learn from the streets when you were out there that you apply now as, as one of the top agents in sports? What I learned being there is, you know, there's, there's no sugarcoating life. Life doesn't sugarcoat anything. And so what it, uh, what it allowed me to do is be ultra prepared for any and everything and however it came because we didn't get an opportunity. There was no one to, to necessarily speak up for you. You had to speak up for yourself and your actions, you, you were held accountable from the smallest to the biggest. And um, now being in the position I am today, it, it allowed me to you know, stay present, stay in the moment. I've never sat in my success, you know that, I mean, you talk all the time. But ultimately, I can never get complacent either because it's not like when we walked outside, people weren't just clapping for you. They didn't say, oh, you have a night. There was no flowers, right? It was the other way. It was more of the, of the other way more than anything because you got to remind yourself what everyone's going through. So it's not like a, a fairyland. It was totally different. This is now Disney World, what I'm in now. <laughs> a couple of main characters here and there. But ultimately, it, it was um, everything about the book prepared me for my, my position today. When you came in, or LeBron came into the league, yeah. it was a lot, it was a big thing to, you know, for players to have entourages and all that stuff. I always hated that word. Yeah, I, I, I figured you ain't like that, and I apologize if that offended you, but what you, Maverick Carter, and Randy Mims, you guys sat down and said, we're not just going to hang out and kick it with LeBron, and you know what I mean? Like, like a lot of guys, it seems like most guys do, what made you guys, or when did you come to the realization, look, let's, this is, you know, with LeBron, let's take this opportunity and make the most out of it. And he, he obviously wanted to do that for you guys as well. You know, what made you do it differently than just kicking it with your boy who's an NBA star? Well, I think what's misleading is just because someone plays in the NBA, that doesn't make, make them a business. And so if you got guys around, realistically, it's going to be nothing for them to do. LeBron's first couple of years in the league, it was nothing really for us to do. Randy was the only one that really had 
a position. Obviously, Maverick was working at Nike. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have a role, and he told me that. But I started to create things. I did the, I did the jobs that wasn't necessarily um, the shiny uh, object jobs or the fun jobs, but I just did what made the team better. And that was my role when I played high school sports. I was a much better role player than I was. I was never a star on my high school team. And so I wasn't uncomfortable being that role player until an opportunity or, or the swing swing actually came to me and I was able to make a shot. But I think what happens today is everyone says, oh, I want to do it like them. Right. Well, it has to start with the talent. And most there's no there's no business there, right? Just because a guy is an athlete doesn't make him have something for you to do of significance. And then at the same time, you also have to be willing and 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 want wanting to do the things that may not be fun. You have to be willing to miss out. As you know, I missed out on a lot of things building a business despite what LeBron was doing, right? And so are are you surprised there I, there have been some, but are you surprised more people haven't followed listen nobody can follow the great athlete blueprint except for great athletes but people could attempt to follow the path you took follow the path Mav took are you surprised that in the 20 years you've been in or I guess 18 years you've been in the business that there haven't been more people that's like wow that's the next rich pull no I'm not surprised because most people only see the end result and most people want to skip steps in the process and you can't skip, skip steps. This is not a let's get rich tomorrow thing. This is not a, a guy give me 500,000 or a million dollars or 10 million. That's never happened. And so today, everyone around the athlete is more worried about their bag than the infrastructure of the athlete to position them better down the road. And therefore, they can educate themselves and educate themselves together to make decisions as a team that ultimately best benefits the player first and you second. Guys aren't leading with that. Most guys are in competition with the player, they just don't know it. And most players can't seem to find a reason why they should, or the families around that player can't seem to find a reason why they should give this guy an opportunity to the level that we've gotten. And if they did, then what exactly are they doing? Because you gotta remember, it's a business. So we had the, when we started the marketing business in 06, that business was making more money than, than it would have been if, if I was his representation. Mm. I didn't become his representation until nine years later. And so, it, you know, it's, yep. it could be very misleading, you know. Uh, you guys, I mean, LeBron and you are synonymous with the term player empowerment. Yeah. And people have written and talked about lately. Damian Lillard wanted to go to Miami. He's in Milwaukee. James Harden wants out of Philly. He's still there. And they've said the era of player empowerment is over. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I can't say that the era of player empowerment is over because it's not empowerment, it's education. And so when you read the book, Lucky Me, that's what it's helping you. It's giving you an education to understand perspective. So what does that perspective looks like? Well, it's in the chapters, it's in everything from, and there's a rule to each chapter within the book to help you have a better um, understanding of just decision making, being able to see down the street and around the corner, how do I come back from something? And so when you talk about the player empowerment aspect of it, I think guys should have options but it's all about your approach to how you do things. In the chapter where I talk about, you know, iron, iron your clothes, that detail, when my sister taught me how to iron and that precision that I iron clothes with, is no different than building that habit every day, that consistency. Your approach to your professionalism and your, and your job helps you make that decision to acts of being traded or, or wanting to be out, you know, have a different relationship with your GM to move on somewhere else. All right, before you go, I just have two quick things. I'm going to pull up because, listen, I'm not saying you've ever been sources behind any stories or anything, but I have, I have a source close to Rich Paul that sent me this scouting report on you. On me? On you. Wow. He's a great, great shooter, like can make open threes with all-time great NBA shooters, but he can't dribble to Maverick. save his life. <laughs> but he can't dribble to save his life. Is that true or false? That is 
True. Okay. Because, but who cares if I'm being, I'm playing my role on the team. Okay. Let's somebody else do it. Just don't Did y'all win state? Don't. Yeah, we won state. Don't help my source. Who knows? I know who your source is. Close to Rich Paul. And then, then, hold on. Lastly, before you go, this is very, very important because you have unique perspective on this. What advice right now would you give Travis Kelsey? Well, (laughs) here's the thing. Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have to give him any advice. It, we're born with it, so he know what to do. <laughs> oh, the book is the book is lucky me. Yeah. That's right. The book is called Lucky Me. He can read Lucky Me. That's what he can do. Travis, read Lucky Me. Thank you. It's great. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. We'll be right back with Mahomes Mountain. I love to this thing up. I knew it was magic. Welcome back to the show, and the iciest segment in all sports this weekend. 27 quarterbacks scaled and slid down the most daunting ranking in all of sports television. Without further ado, grab your coats, your mittens. If you have a scarf, go grab it. It's time to climb Mahomes Mountain. Indeed it is, Kevin Wilds. The most sophisticated quarterback ranking system there is. There are some proprietary algorithms, so you never quite know what the criteria are. But then you look at the mountain and you say, you know what? It seems to make sense. Quarterbacks! Not on the mountain. They have either fallen off or they remain off are as follows. Bryce Young and McCorkle Jones still off the mountain. Ugh. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Jordan Love fell off due to play. Poor Anthony Richardson fell off due to injury. But the guy's been knocked out of three of his five career games. His coach likes to say a lot of young running quarterbacks and a lot of old running quarterbacks. Yep. Anthony Richardson may be learning that lesson earlier than people expected. Bottom row of the mountain. Shout out Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, and Jimmy G for deciding to give the climb another try. (laughs) Russell Wilson, Josh Dobbs, and Sam Howell drop a bit. Zach Wilson is just happy to stay on the mountain. (laughs) Good job, Zach. Sixth row. We have an open spot in the sixth row. We couldn't find someone that deserved to be a top 20 guy amongst those others. Baker falls due to not playing. That's how tough the mountain was this week. Mm. Kirk and Deshaun maintain. Justin Fields and Derek Carr both move up the mountain. Big days for both of them. Now to our top 15. Geno also slips on a bye. Dak slips two full rungs on a bye. Mm. CJ Stroud had a great final drive, but mediocre rest of the game. Stafford was fine this week. And then there's Brock Purdy, who the mountain, honestly, was ready to elevate. The mountain expected to elevate as of 3 p.m. yesterday. And then the, the mountain listens, bro. And the mountain heard an impassioned case for a guy that must be a top 10 quarterback. Joe Burrow, welcome back to row to back. the top four rows. Brock, that was gonna be Brock Purdy's spot and the spot. And then Ohio's own Chris Broussard made such an impassioned case that Joe Burrow was back with his 300 yards. He gets the spot. Justin Herbert had the week off. Golf had another excellent week. And Lamar, despite PFF saying Lamar had the best game of any quarterback in the NFL this Way week. Off. The Mountain disagreed when he threw the Ooh. interception that might have cost them the game. He that slips just a bit. Now we're to the top six. The Prince and Josh Allen, arm in arm, staring up at Big Ben, not Roethlisberger, the big clock in London, of course. They, <laughs> Allen slips, the Prince moves up. Jalen Hurts, not the most gaudy passing numbers, but got back to running the ball this mm-hmm. weekend. I also thought it was the best overall the Eagles offense has looked. He moves up now. To the real cream of the crop, the top three. A faller and a riser. Two, a backup, and Caleb. His first rough game for Caleb Williams of his entire football life. He drops down the mountain, and all is right in the world again, coach. Back atop the mountain, fresh off a 110 rating, two touchdowns, nearly perfect game for a team that evidently has no receivers, as I was told, against a future NFC champion. I was also told the Minnesota Vikings, Patrick Mahomes, at the top of Mahomes Mountain. Now, coach... Tell me the truth. You love that mountain. Tell me. I need to hear I, it. I, I would love to be able to say I love that mountain. <laughs> but there's, there's always problems. The fact that Caleb Williams on the mountain is. I know, that but we know. That's, that's just kind of like I, our running I, thing. I, I got to get past it. Yeah. I, 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 oh, it's sorry. a me issue. Okay. Uh, and and Mahal, the proprietary 
software that you have just puts Mahomes at the top of the mound. Nothing else matters. The Prince is always in the second row. No, look, okay, the Prince is third he, row. Can you even see? Third, and he was the fourth row last week, but you he, weren't invited. Even, and you might not be invited to the next mountain. Even though, he, even though he fumbles multiple times and gives a point. Thank you. That doesn't Thank matter. Thank you for the truth. Uh-huh. Hey, here's, here's the guy that I think you're being unfair to is Russell Wilson. And oh, Russell, oh Russell may not be cooking right. right now, but he's in the kitchen. Oh. And, and when you look at Russell Wilson's production over the course of the year, and you could say what you want about the Jets' defense, but a lot of people consider the Jets' defense pretty, pretty, pretty good. Be pretty yeah. good. And he had a lot of a lot of really good plays against him, including scrambling. And when you look at his overall body of work, if he had anywhere near the defense that he had last year, this team would would look remarkably different. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up pull up his, his numbers. So past TDs, he's got 11th, tied for second. TD percentage second. Passer rating fourth. 20 plus yard completions seventh. He's second in the league in least amount of interceptions thrown. So you go across the board. Mm. He's been very, very productive, well, I mean, and you're just you're just leaving him in this world of no. this abyss because of the 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 thought process you had. No, in the last that's year. An, no, that's not the problem. The, the problem is this. Once again, the mount. It's not like the committee where you have to convince nine people. Mm-hmm. The mountain listens. The mountain watches Monday shows and sees what the football experts like Chris Broussard says, and it's like, oh, Joe Burrow's got to move up, and the mountain heard you excoriate. Absolutely fillet the prince who was promised for fumbles in a game that he won. And then the mountain said, Well, Russell Wilson had the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead and fumbled the game away. We think he should be dinged. And we think he should be dinged. He's a veteran quarterback running with the ball like a loaf of bread in his left hand, just have it popped out by not even the best Williams brother on the team, the second best. So the second best B Hall of the team can scoop and score. The back literally. uh, let the guy run by him when I was passing. Hey, throw me the ball. The mountain did Russell's not. I'm just letting you know. Life. The mountain heard none of those uh, what we would call excuses for Trevor Lawrence, who was down his left guard, down his left tackle when he fumbled the football. Yeah, coach, I'm sorry, Badgers you convinced got the us. The 32nd best you, defense you, in every you, single uh, category. You convinced yes. us. But Russell Wilson. The defense terrible. has nothing to do with the fact Russell Wilson fumbled the game away. Blue All right, Star, coach, ahead. I got your back because I'm gonna f- jump on your coattails and say a lot of what you said. Russ, look, all you got to do is move Russ into that vacant spot, Nick. That's it. We're not saying put him in the top ten. He He should be vacant. Trevor Lawrence, the prince, is way too high. No, way too high. He's got to drop. Okay, he the next row, and I and you, because my man that I really want to discuss is Brock Purdy. Thank you. He's got to move up, and you're saying, well, how? Who, Brew? Who you putting him ahead of? First of all, I would put him ahead of Trevor Lawrence for right now because he's playing better than Lawrence. And so what I do. And you're going to get mad, but this is how I do it. Take Caleb off because he ain't no, playing in the NFL. Not He's not in the NFL. So I move, I move Seth Justin Herbert. I move Josh Allen up to where Caleb is. is. I move Herbert to where the Prince is. I move Burrow over <laughs> uh, beside the Prince because I do believe okay. that the mountain is from left to right. And I put Purdy <laughs> in there. To the right, I think uh, he should be ahead of Trevor. Purdy's ahead of Trevor, and I got some graphics that are going to make you squeamish. (laughs) Here it is. Brock Purdy, look at best passer rating single season NFL history. He's got 123 pass rating. That's the best we've ever seen. And now you're saying, ah, that's only... What, five games? Yeah. That's just one single season, which I get. He's got to keep it up. But how about career? Okay, so he's got the best passer rating in the career well, if, of the NFL. Well, here's, here's why I don't move him even higher. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm being what I think is Rogers cogent. Jersey out of there. And I'm being patient. I understand he was drafted last. He's only played, I went 12 games or so. I want to be patient, but I also want to respect what he's already done. So I feel like I'm compromising by moving him up. Just one step okay. now. If he keeps playing right. like that, he's going to be a pro Hold bowler. Hold on, so you believe he's, he's an MVP candidate? You think he's better than Trevor Lawrence? It's not about better. What do you it? mean? It's about playing better. Well, he's playing better. Well, then he than should Trevor be number. Lawrence. Hold on, wait. If it's about playing better, you would have him at the very well, top. Well, there's a mix, but I see. Well, I know the algorithm. Well, well, you think I don't? The top I know well, the well, algorithm. First of all, Coach, you were not here last week, <laughs> right. but I know you have to. Two is not the second. You could have watched last week, and you would have known. That's first of all. Second of all, I'm about to put Coach out of the trick box here because he's going to be. He's going to have. 
had two things that he hates conflicted. One is me, and the other is anointing <laughs> quarterbacks too early. Coach, is Brock Purdy one of the ten best quarterbacks in the league? Well, Are you ready to say that? To say. Okay, exactly right. You would not <laughs> have him. And again, but no, I but had that not there. The ranking, I had, but how do you know? It's I who is the second best quarterback in the league? It's week to week, right? It, right. Based off what he did last week, you would. Thank okay. you. You're, you're so again, you he was there, but you made such a compelling case for Joe Burrow. I had to Burrow's bring him up. Burrow's not the problem. The Prince okay. is the problem. Drop it. There is. Drop you it. argued there that Josh he Allen five should move up. And that Trevor Lawrence should move down when you are the king of quarterback wins, and Trevor just beat Josh on a I'm neutral quarterback side. Everything. No, your quarterback wins. Wilds. Well, unfortunately, I am also quarterback wins. Yeah. And although my quarterback has the most touchdowns and the most completions in the NFL, it might be time to abandon my Super Bowl pick and my Minnesota Vikings. We now gave that you a chance on that. Justin Jefferson is headed to IR with a hamstring injury. It might be time for the Vikings to move on. Yeah. So quickly, I've got three teams for you. Okay. Two teams. First one, do you like this? Should this happen? Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets. I don't think Rodgers would allow it. You don't? I don't think Rodgers You think he would actually veto that? Yeah, I think he would veto it. a little better. I just think they're not going to do anything to upset Aaron Rodgers. That's foolish. I don't The next one, what do you think about this one? Okay, let me see. Now, this team can already put up a lot of points. I don't even know what jersey that is. It's a Saints jersey. Now, granted, they just put up 34 points. They just paid for it. They just just went in on Derek Carr. Dark Horse MVP. No, he's been terrible except for this week, Brew. You have to abandon the Dark Horse MVP thing. But they have made their bet on that. And I know Saints fans like to pretend the cap doesn't exist. It does, and they're in cap hell moving forward. They're not going to get Kirk Cousins. Last one I didn't even like. What's the last one? I'm not, I'm Let me see it. Right up. Oh, the Patriots! I knew it. Now <laughs> you're talking. Now, if the Patriots are trying to salvage their season, of course, that would be an opportunity. I didn't like that. that well, that, that's the one that makes sense. But by the way, the Vikings, to your point, Wilds, should. Danelle Hunter, Trading. Marcus Davenport, who they just acquired, was on a one-year deal. Anyone who's a pending free agent, they should do baseball style, sell off at the deadline. Like, you're going to have to reboot yeah. next year anyway. That includes the quarterback. You could get you're, Caleb. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, you're talking about full-blown tank. No. Just All tank it off. teams can't get Caleb. One of them can. They got one win. They're in the hunt. That's They're in the hunt. Right. Yeah. Uh, can Dak take Dallas to the Super Bowl already? Next. Welcome back to the show. Fallout from this horrible game. I mean, it's horrible if you're a Dallas or 49ers fan. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I love uh, Even though the Cowboys <laughs> folded like a piece of loose leaf paper, Jerry Jones expressed confidence in his quarterback. Take a listen. Let me be very affirmative. I completely uh, believe that we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, that's uh, that, that's the way that's going to be. It's fair. Other executives disagree. Mike Sando of The Athletic quoting one NFL exec, hard to pay Dak after tonight. So, Nick, yeah. the question is, did this game make you question Dak's future in Dallas? One game? Well, not just Story this game, French. but it, no, not just this game, but this game plus the track record plus what it could lead to. Mm -hmm. Because here's the point that I've been trying to impress upon the audience for the better part of three months. The Dallas Cowboys have to make a decision on Dak Prescott after this season. That he has one year left on his deal. It is a $60 million cap hit next year. And they don't even have the ability to franchise tag him ever again. So after this year, you either extend him or you have to move on from him. And if this team falls down the mountain from, sorry, falls down from where they are, mm-hmm. and a team that we, Brew, even though you weren't as high on them as I was, you said was a contender, yeah. was a top three team in the NFC, if they go in the opposite direction from last year, instead of at least one step further making the first conference championship game in nearly 30 years, then how can you just run it back? What if With, they get beaten in the second round again? What I don't think you can thing? just run it back. I think you are I think that Dak will if 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 in the midst of his prime with an excellent defense behind him with what I would call adequate weapons, not great weapons, but adequate weapons and an above average offensive line. 
If once again you are just running across the hard ceiling of round two is our Super Bowl, then why would it get, as Coach says, why would it get better when the players don't change, they just become more expensive? When all of a sudden, Micah, you just got to pay, and CD's contract kicks in and Jalen's contract kicks in, those things would concern me. Trayvon, I should say. Whatever NFL executive said you can't pay him after tonight's game, that's a ridiculous comment because we were evaluating a player off of one game and, and making decisions like that. I mean, that, that that's... Well, I agree with I that. Mean, uh, so I, I don't... I put a lot of weight into that. Paying him $60 million next year, that's not that crazy a cap number considering what a lot of quarterbacks' cap numbers are. So they could carry it over into next year, deal with the cap number instead of doubling down and making it worse for years to come. But he's in year eight and I was, I was trying to look through any quarterback who is with the same team who made the Super Bowl this far into his made his first Super Bowl first after Super Bowl. year eight, and it's I think it's year five. It might be the longest that really? any any quarterback has made really? the Super Bowl. So it's what what huh. is going to be different? You've got eight years of data with him. You've had a head coach. Now I know it's a new offense coordinator, but it's a head coach who knows him. The personnel people know him. Everybody knows him, and they put things in place to try to make him be successful. So what's going to be different in the next contract from, from where we are right now? And I, I think I, just I, to add to that real quick, I think the longest actually is, I think it's eight years, and I think it's uh, Peyton Manning. But I think he's the outlier one. Was, he, was he eight years? The, I, th- I think it was his eighth year, but I know it was after year five. But he is the reason I thought of it was I've heard that exact thing. Like aside from Peyton Manning, you look at modern NFL, if you don't make it in your right. first five years – and he's You're not naked. Because I was thinking Matt Stafford, but, but he, he had to go to a different team. Exactly right. Look, I agree with you. I don't think Dak is getting them to the Super Bowl unless there is awesome talent around him. Like what Brock Purdy has in San Francisco or some other. Even Stafford, what he had with the Rams. Like Dak needs a talent upgrade because he's not. he's a game manager. Is, is what he is. A good one, but he's a but, game manager. But, Rue, you're paying him. Right. So how can you get that? But an elite guy. Here's what I want to throw at you, though, Coach. I, I don't think he's getting them to the Super Bowl, but being winning 12 games every year, getting to the second round, being in the hunt is far better than what they were for roughly a decade right. when they were 8-8 eight and eight every year and not even relevant. Like, that's the thing. I, who are you putting in for Dak Prescott? Now, you can try. Uh, you can try it, whether it's a Trey Lance or you just draft a rookie draft and say we're so powerful around him that we're going to be, be all right. Totally but whiff. everybody's not Brock Purdy. We already have a quarterback but on your see, roster that's so, a yes, total whip. We see a lot of top three picks with. No, that's correct. But what I would argue is this. When we see a team spend a top three pick on a quarterback, that team also almost always, the Niners are the exception because they traded up for it, that team stunk. Yeah. And so uh, you, the, you don't have to draft a great player. If you draft an adequate play, like I'll use, I don't think Kenny but Pickett. But that's I, adequate. The, that's the thing. Right. But, but he's but, adequate at a, at a premier price. Right. If you could add three Which more hard. good to very good players – and then have your quarterback play take a step back from where Dak is, are you better, and then does your ceiling raise? Like, that's the point I'm making. Yeah. Is that no, the, it's, 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 and, it's, and I think we saw, we've seen teams, the Patriots' max rookie year, the Steelers' Kenny Pickett's rookie year. I don't think either one of those quarterbacks are good. I don't. But they were both around 500 Patriots, made the playoffs. The yeah. Steelers were a game over 500 because those guys were so cheap and they had enough talent around them. The Cowboys have more talent than those two teams did. Yeah. And you could, so that's, that's the idea. The idea is resetting it from there if they fall flat on their face. I don't think they want, Jerry wants to go through a rebuild. Though. Yeah, that's, but it wouldn't be a rebuild, is my point. I know, but you're just rolling well, the dice. Like you might get a guy who just straight up can't. That's play. why people which think is, they got trade What the 49ers try to do is, is try to right. upgrade their talent, and now they've, they seem to have lucked into lucked Brock into Purdy. But, yep. Yeah, Brock but, Purdy's but you, don't grow on trees. But is, now, is I'm that, just saying it. I, th- I know you think they do, Nick. Well, I think I, that Niners We'll offense, see, but I don't I, think I don't they think grow trees. trees. Uh, coming up next, Wemby and Chet go head-to-head. Oh, I didn't coach literally. quarterback. Oh. Coach would start over. So you would, you would give it a... Uh, Wemby and Chet <laughs> faced off in OKC last night. Wemby goes for 20 points, five rebounds, one headbutt. Uh, Chet goes for 21 and nine. Chet? Drew, while you were watching this game... Did you have an epiphany about the future of the league? Yeah, I mean, watching these seven foot three inch guys take threes and handle the rock and all that. Did Wimby shrink? 
He's down to 7'3". I is know he his height's fluctuated. Sometimes he's 7'5", like sometimes he's 7'2". Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, look, I like both these guys, but I know Chet is your guy. I like and Chet. Wimby is my guy. I got Scoot. You got Scoot. Yeah. Scoot might be rookie of the year. Who's going to have a better year between the two big guys? I think Wimby because Chet's Wimby's going to be their number one option, if not immediately, in short order. How many He's the games best player are, on the How team. many games is San Antonio going to win? Not many. They won 22 Chet, last here's year. Here's the thing, and, and Nick will agree with this, I think. Chet is not going to be – like, their best player is SGA. Probably four. All right? Right. And, the and then you got Josh Giddy, and you got you, – they got some but other Giddey's good players. Giddy's just going to be feeding Chet. The, but I, I think Chet will play well, but I don't like I think Wimby will probably have bigger numbers because of the situation he's in. You're right, Chet and, and OKC. They could can, be fighting. Can I say something? Because I'm obviously on the record skeptical on Chet and not skeptical of Wimby, but not ready to already anoint him as better than Akeem Olajuwon as some people were when he was no, drafted. No, that's just not the, you. That's the no, bar. I'm, not, I'm literally the not bar. talking about you, Brew. I was talking about the draft cover. So it did um, sound like a shot at no, me. What, no, I, right I, across I, the bow. I thought you, you were covered unfairly in that I was. part. Thank you. That Brew was simply saying what people were saying about right. him. But. With that said, I was wildly impressed by both of them yesterday, even though it was just preseason. I thought I Wimby, I'm being a thousand percent serious. I thought Wimby's defense was even better than expected when we thought it was going to be awesome. The only thing I didn't like was Chet tweeted out about the clip. Yeah, I liked it. Except he tweeted it and then he edited the tweet. So you see it? Yeah. His initial tweet didn't have the emojis. It was more biting. It was like, yeah, the headbutt from like Sabo Moe is personal. And then personal. he edited it and added the, added emojis. the emojis. Chet, don't because do that. He knew. Stand on He it. knows what Vic's going to be. <laughs> okay. And he don't want to get on his bad side. Tears tomorrow. Smart Speak move, is up yeah. next. We'll be here at 3 o'clock.